Tales Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 289. This episode is sponsored by Unplugged Float Essentials, unpluggedfloatessentials.com. The discount code is GGW. You can get a really good gift if you're a really good friend. Now's the time to try the CBD bath salts. And if you have people in your life that work out and like fitness, I'm thinking this would be like the perfect gift for them because it is a really good product. It has CBD. People can kind of like <laughs> dip their toes into the CBD. <laughs> well, I'm kind of shocked it's taken us this long to I get there. I was just thinking that. I was like, how have we not said that cheesy line before? <laughs> no, but well, in all seriousness, it's a it. great product. It's a great company. Again, unpluggedfloatessentials.com, the discount code GGW. Thank you in advance for supporting the podcast by supporting our great sponsors. And uh, yeah, we were just on, we've been recording a lot lately. We were just on Let's Wad About It, and we've been doing a lot of other podcasts this month, so we'll make sure to pimp those on all of our social media. But I thought that was so fun. It's been, it's so nice to be on other people's podcasts because I feel like we don't have to think too much. You just kind of sit back and answer questions. I know. That was great. And yeah, so go listen to our episode on Let's Wad About It. What was it? Episode 33. It's the most recent one if you're listening to it in real time um, on yeah. their feed. <laughs> if you're listening to episode this Episode 35. Yep. Episode um, 35. Um, they were so fun to talk to, yeah. talk to and we talk about like um, just different things that, you know, the, our evolution as CrossFitters, but also we talk a lot about podcasting and like where they feel like podcasting is going, where we feel like it's going and about CrossFit media and where that's going. So if those are the types of things that you like to listen to people talk about, yeah, go listen to that episode. Can I can I throw an idea out there real quick, just real time off the cuff? I just got home, like walked in the door and sat my butt down on the podcasting chair. So my brain's not fully in like <sighs> podcasting mode. But I just had this thought of like, I wonder how many people listening have an idea to start their own podcast, but are just like scared to do it. I'm just curious. I'm curious of people out there who are thinking about it and curious about it, not emailing us saying, how do I start one technically, but do you have ideas rolling around in your brain? I'm just curious to know who's out there and what your thoughts are. That's my request. So please email me girlsgunwad at gmail.com. Because sometimes talking it out is really helpful. And I think that's just been on my mind lately of like, who listens to this? Who's kind of like starting to bud their own ideas. In any event, we've had a lot of great... I'm watching Claire eat crackers on mute, you guys, and it's really funny. She's so busted. She's eating crackers. It's fine. I mean, I'm not you trying are, to hide it. No, you're not. You you're allowed. Twenty-four-seven. If I had my mic on while I was doing it, you'd be like, "Yeah, wow." All I can hear is just it's just yeah. an episode of Claire, crunch sound. Claire breathing and crunching. Yeah, I have like a big. I have like a complex about just sitting here like. <sighs> yeah, there's a lot of breathing. Like, it's yeah. Yeah, so mute, that's mute is great. Yeah, BRB. Um, BRB. <laughs> but yes, we have a lot of interviews on other people's shows this month. We will be sure to pimp those because it's going to be a lot of fun. You get to hear more Joy and Claire. We hope that you continue to like us. Vote for L. Okay. So uh, I know, Claire, you're not super jazzed about kind of reviewing or at least thinking about 2019 resolutions. But um, I do want to kind of start to talk about 2018. Like before- to clarify. 
I am fine talking about it. I just feel like it's so early in December. I don't want to waste it as a topic. No, no, it's not that. I really feel like we're going to take some time. Like it's going to take a few episodes to like process our feelings around this or people processing their feelings around this and emailing us and us having to read. No, the, what I also was thinking about too, is like, you know how there's moments where you're like, oh, who cares about resolutions? Like some people are like, I just don't care about resolutions. I used to feel that way. And I feel differently now because we think about our lives in years. Like, it's just nice to have that time frame. It's nice to have that like, well, in this year, this happened. It's like bookends to your life and you need chapters to your life. I just kind of like that structure. So I think that's kind of why I get really jazzed about New Year's. I used to not really care too much. And now it's kind of nice to be like, you just feel this newness. You feel this like turn of energy without sounding too wooey. No, I think that's fair. I think, and I, I get when people are like, why do I need to make a New Year's resolution? Like if I want to set a goal, I'll just set it like on a random Tuesday. If you are that type of person, great job. But I think for most people, it does help with like the structure of saying the New Year's coming up and I have a routine and my routine in my life and the rhythm of my life is such that I like to make New Year's resolutions. And it's sort of like a cultural thing too. Like get on the New Year's resolution bandwagon. Like it is a topic a lot of people are talking about this time of year. So it can kind of feel more motivating to you. And I like it. I do like it. And because I don't feel like I always have the energy or the motivation or the care, like I don't care enough <laughs> yeah. to always just be thinking like, what goals could I be setting right, right now? Right, right. It's a lot of pressure. And I and that I don't agree with. I don't agree with that like every year being like, oh, we got to set. And I think I've seen the evolution of people like really kind of being a little more mindful around that. So it's not super um, stressful or pressure. Um, but I do think it's a good time to just kind of reflect and be a little more intentional and and see ways that you can prove, but not sticking to this, like, okay, starting January 1st, I have to do this because that just feels too rigid. It's just nice to kind of be like, well, let's see what happens this year. I'm open to possibilities. And if there's anything I've learned, it's to expect the unexpected, good or bad. I think that's a really good way to live, but also that you never know what's around the corner in a good way too. I mean, I still think of like freaking Greg Glassman calling us and being like, hey, come fly out and see us. I was like, you just never know what's going to happen, Claire. You just never know. You never so, know. Bob Harper could be next. Oh, I mean, Jeffrey. God, Jonathan Van Ness. Yes. I did dream that Oprah. Oprah. I really did. I, I, know you I did. think that's kind of a gra- I think that's reaching. That's real reaching. <laughs> but Whatever. You never know. She could be like, hmm, I want to interview the first. She could be like, you know what? I've been thinking about starting CrossFit. Who do I talk to? (gasps) Yes. She would talk to Oprah. You would talk to us. Call us. Oprah, call us. (laughs) Call Joy and Claire. We will help. (laughs) Just don't make her do Tabata wall balls in the first workout. Let's just go ahead and say no one ever. Oh, Should no, that wasn't yours. Yours was air no. squat. Okay. God, would I have ever come back if it had been <laughs> Tabata Wobbles? I was just going to say that. No, I was like, wait, if you would have done Tabata Wobbles, we would not be having a podcast. out that door. <laughs> and like, y'all are nuts. Thank you for your time. I'm going to the brewery. <laughs> you could go to hell. <laughs> yeah. F you guys and your wall, ball, what'sies. I'm taking my, taking my bloody lip. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> And my bruised eye, and yeah. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> tears of shame. Uh, Oprah, so don't listen to that. It's fine. Oprah, You're going to be fine. We're not going to make you do that, Oprah. <laughs> we're going to ease you into it. It's going to be great. We're going to meditate first. We're going to talk a lot about Super Soul Sunday. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Okay. 
We're gonna do a nice anyway. warm up. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. We're gonna have a nice question to open up the class. Perfect. Maybe journaling. Do some yeah. journaling. Do you know? Maybe maybe we'll play crab walk soccer. Who doesn't love a good game of crab walk soccer? I love crab walk soccer. You know what I also love is cakewalk on wall balls. Doing the cakewalk oh. on wall balls. That's such a fun game. I also really like I love crab walk soccer. I also love leapfrog and I love the limbo uh-huh. and I love wall ball um, musical chairs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the cakewalk. Oh, cakewalk. <laughs> I was like, whatever Joy's talking about. But the same oh. thing. Why did I call it a cakewalk? Isn't that what it is? Literally no, no idea. Okay. No, musical chairs. <laughs> oh, I'm so old. People, people will know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> people might. No, what no would people. we what were we saying the other day that we were you were texting back and forth you're like what oh. does don't at me mean you're like what how old <laughs> i was texting joy and jess on our group text and i was like guys what does don't at me mean and joy writes um don't like, get, get up, up off. my business yeah and get jess up off writes, me. come at me bro and i was like i'm getting i was like wait those are conflicting answers help us we're old <laughs> so bad oh my gosh yeah Okay. So 2018, I'm starting to review. I'm starting to reflect. Um, it was the year of connection. I feel successful in that venture and that mindset. I I mean, this was the oh, year. Wait, hold on. I yeah. need to back up. Okay. Just so that we don't get a hundred messages now of people being sure. like, this is what don't at me means. Oh. We figured it out. Yeah, we did figure it out. Thank you for that clarification because we don't need, <laughs> and we don't need, let's do a, a quick what, what we don't need. We have need. seen the Ariana Grande. <laughs> we've definitely seen that. It's wonderful. It's don't get me so wrong. great, I but we've seen thoroughly it. thoroughly enjoyed it, but please stop tagging us. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, not that we don't love you, but we got it like a hundred times. <laughs> we have seen it. It's we've seen brilliant. it. It's amazing. Ariana, good to go. You go, girl. The real Aaron Samuels, the uh, real white set vagina girl. Uh, if you haven't seen it and go, you're like, stop, right, like pull over right now. Right now. Thank not you. Kidding. Next. Yeah. Thank you. Next. I'm not even going to sing it for Sandy. Uh, you know, it would be pretty cool if we got Aaron Samuels on the podcast. I'm just going to put that out there too. And Tina Fey. Let's just throw a whole like, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Yeah. Let's throw them all in. Okay. Oprah. All right. All right. I mean, cool. if we're going for Oprah, we might as well go for it. Oh, we Tina might as Faye. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the actor who plays Aaron Samuels, which I don't even know his name because why does it even matter, has like so fully embraced that he is such like a one hit wonder. So has, which good on you. I love. Yeah. Good on you. Same with Damien. I feel like he's embraced it too. Okay. Um, I, I'm blanking. Was Bob Harper this year or was it 2017? Why am Bob I blanking? Bob Harper was the very end of 2017. It okay. was like it, this that's day why I'm like, year, that's why it's basically. blended. Yeah. That's why it's all blending together. Cause you know what I remember is when we recorded, we recorded with him on Skype, video Skype, and he was sitting next to his Christmas tree with Carl in his lap. Ugh, it was so great. I love him so yeah, much. Yeah, it was that was the day I gave notice at my job. Oh, that's right. I totally remember that because he was super excited. <gasps> he was so excited for you. Okay. Um, speaking of Bob Harper, he's like super into yoga now and um and trench coat. And trench coat. He always he's always, looks like he's like oh, he's so, on his way to he's so fabulous. Somewhere great. Somewhere down the street in New York. That's what he always looks like because he's fantastic. Uh, Yeah. And so I'm like, Bob does yoga. I'm doing yoga. Bob, we're best friends again. He looks great, though. And I am thinking of everyone now who messaged about the funny comment of doing Bikram yoga and everyone's smelling. I was like, it's true. It's so it's so gross, but it's so true. But thank you for everyone who shared in that humor. Our our favorite person, David Fitzpatrick, texted us. It was like... 
I, I'm loving hearing Claire dry heaving about the gravy sweat. And I was like, I'm glad that, that it was amusing to you, David, because I almost had to like leave for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It's gotten better. I, one of our friends also said to put essential oil under your nose before you do yoga. I feel like that'll help a little bit, but still, I mean, it's, it's pungent. Anything that sticks out for you for 2018? I really, I mean, when I look back, obviously the things that sticks out are all of our trips because we had so much fun. So everyone who went to Iceland with us, I think of that all the time still. In fact, I have a picture of the the bonfire that we had uh, the last night that we were there as my screensaver at work. And I look at it every day because I just, I remember that was the moment that was like a significant moment for me when I was standing at that bonfire being like, oh my God, this is, this is the meaning of life right here in Iceland, in an empty field with a bonfire with goats all around us. That's the meaning of life. I found it right there. <laughs> goats. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah. I feel like my recap of my year for my birthday was pretty much my recap of 2018. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's like nothing fair. else has happened in the last 10 days. That's I really need to reflect on. Yeah. No, but I um, kind of parlaying into like a review. I wanted to talk about this last week, but we didn't get to it because we went to emails or I think we ran out of time. Surprise, surprise. But there was this great list that says 14. Sometimes I'm like, I roll my eyes at these, but I thought this was pretty cute. And it says 14 things every woman should know by the time she turns 40. But I think it could apply to by the time you turn 30 as well. Or maybe 20. Ah, 20 is too young. For the first one is how to stop apologizing. Have you been like a chronic apologizer your whole life? Literally never. Really? Like you've never been like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or like worried about hurting people's feelings or anything of that nature? No. I mean, does it surprise you that the answer is no? It doesn't at all. It doesn't at all. I but mean, but I, not I that you I, don't care. It's because I don't think right. you have like this. No, I it, don't have that your, gene of like. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say it like, hey, like, oh, sorry. It's, you know, I st- in college, I became aware that I would start questions by saying sorry. Like, sorry, can you repeat that? And then I was like, totally different. Yeah. You're the but at the same time, I was like, wait a minute, if I need you to repeat that, it means you didn't say it clearly. I'm not apologizing. Right. But, so, but I think... But no, I'm not the type of person who's like... And in fact, I have some of those people in my life who apologize for things that don't need to be apologized for. And then like you end up apologizing to them for some reason when they're apologizing. Oh, you know why that is. That's because they're you're taking on... They're, they're projecting their feelings onto you and they're trying to make you carry their emotions. But that, so that it's a good quality to have for you to just not have that because that means that you're, you've never felt like you need to take care of other people's feelings in, in a way that's like healthy boundaries, which is good. I, on the other hand, hand grew up with like severe insecurities around being liked, which I know a lot of people can relate to that. Like, I know that's very general, but in my case, I was like always the outcast, um, in social groups, really wanted to be liked. So I was constantly putting my needs and my emotions last. And so I would always kind of be like, oh, I'm so sorry, just to get people to, I mean, I used to do anything to get people to like me. It makes me so sad to think about that. I really <laughs> wonder, like, I wish I could go back and live in my like teenage brain. And I know that I was worried about like boys liking me, but like, I don't know. I mean, it's not my fault. I'm just so popular. But, you know, we shouldn't be punished for being well-liked. Um, really shouldn't. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize about that. Being well-liked. Oh, Gretchen Rainers. If you guys, please, just that was a mean girl's quote. Yeah. I'm not that crazy. Um, yeah, I just, I don't ever remember being, like, going out of my way to get other people to like me. Yeah. 
I've always kind of felt not around boys and around men and around males. I would do a lot to get guys to like me. But when it came to other girls, I kind of was always like, you're going to like me. You're not going to like me. Like I had a good group of friends and you know, that's a really good, I, I wish, I wish I was like that. I had a lot of insecurities around friendships. And the other thing is I was always very um, attached to people. So when they would leave, I would be really, really sad. Like I would be devastated if I met a friend and all of a sudden we weren't friends anymore. I would be like, what? You, you, I, I, when I was younger, like even into my young twenties, I couldn't grasp the concept that like people came into your life and then you never saw them again. <laughs> like it really bothered me if I like went to, you know, my friends from grad school and then we graduated. I'm like, where do they go? Like, I know you try to keep in touch, but that was like just a dog. Yeah. Just devastating to me. Um, okay. How to tell a lie with a straight face. Mm. Okay. So the, the caption yeah, read, for this read one the is, whole thing, cause okay, that one like, I will. Add it, on it says, face feels a little yeah. Okay. It says, thanks. I've always wanted one. That looks great on you. I won't tell anyone, I promise. By now, you should be able to deliver Oscar-worthy untruths. You know that protecting feelings is sometimes more important, that your truth does not need to be heard by all, and that what you do and how you think are your business. Sometimes your lie needs to become your truth so that you can put your intentions into the world. Tell the truth when you can, but own your lie when you need to. I have conflicting thoughts about this. I feel like what this could be more aptly named is you don't have to say everything you think. Right. Agree. I think that's what it's getting at is it's like what there's a time and place by the time you're an adult, you should have learned there's a time and place for white lies. And especially if it is, you know, saving someone else to that point, like you look great in that or like I've always, this is what I just, I've always wanted. You don't want to be like, Oh my God, you're wearing that. And it's like, that doesn't serve anybody for nope. you to say that. No. And if you don't have anything nice also, to say, come sit by me. Sorry. That was a, um, that sounds like a dish towel. Like your nope, mom would have. It's or a, um, oh my gosh. Everyone's yelling that. Hold on. I gotta look it up before. Uh, anyway. Nope. Nope. I, no, I gotta put no, this in here. People know, are going to be I'm screaming. Gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to keep talking my thing and then you can tell me. I think, so I think this is more saying like, learn how to differentiate between times when you need to be brutally honest and times when you can just, you know, keep your opinions to yourself. Yes. That would be Steel Magnolias. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe I couldn't think of that movie. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. If you don't have anything nice to say, come sit by me. Yes, I agree with that because there's times when it's not like the lie is going to hurt anybody, but I don't think as a practice that's what you should be. Yeah, learn how to lie is, is not, not. I don't like, think it's yeah. really the right. When in doubt, just lie about it. Yeah, when in doubt, just lie. That was a, what was that from? A marriage hack that I accidentally, or that you accidentally? Totally. Said. Yeah. It was a marriage hack where I was like, yeah, I know how to do this. Just lie. By the way, real quick, real quick. Thank you to everyone who's been reaching out and asking for therapy recommendations and or how to start therapy. I think that's such a, A, it's brave. B, it's, I feel very honored that you're asking for advice on how to reach a therapist. We've said it many times on how. So if you missed those episodes or you don't want to field through them, because honestly, I don't know which ones, um, just email us and I'm happy to help you um, with how to navigate either your insurance system or your uh, how to find a private practice therapist in a way that's not going to break the bank. Uh, Number three, and these are all in jest, you guys, like this list is not like the gospel of what you should do before 40. I thought it was, this was not I just thought it was, Oprah. I just thought it was cute. How to suck it up and accept that criticism is not a fatal blow. Amen. Yes. I think that one's really important. That one's so important. And I, 
I mean, I feel, I feel like all of these I barely learned, even like into my late 30s. I guess I'm a late bloomer with these like empowering. <laughs> I feel like I'm still learning that. Like criticism really? to me is still like. <laughs> and I think. So how, what's your reaction internally? What, what goes when on? When I get criticized? Yeah. I just hate it. I'm just like, I get mad at, well, okay. So I feel like this goes like a little bit against what I was saying about how I have never really cared whether or not people like me because I don't care. Like personal criticisms don't really bother me. I'm kind of like, great. That's your opinion of me. Thanks so much. But I can't imagine you get a lot of personal criticisms. I don't really. I don't like who does these days. I, I, I don't. Unless we, I'm sure people are saying things behind my back, but I'm like, who personally is coming up to me and be like, let me give you some direct feedback as a friend. I mean, right. You know what? I used to get really um, envious and I'd be curious too, of like the listeners of what this has been like in your life, because I've, I question the depth of my friendship sometimes because I've never gotten into like a huge fight with my friends. <laughs> so I'm like, am I doing something wrong to where I'm like, not really dig it in with my friends. Like I don't ever get in fights i've never really gotten into a fight with a friend i think that ends after like roommates yeah yeah i think like you have the physical distance like i don't feel like i get in i mean brandon's not like a yeller but we fight i feel like there are that's true there's almost no one else in my life who i'm around enough to to get get to that to get to that point Unless yeah. you travel with me, but we're fine. We know how to yeah. deal with each other. But the only like, thing is just you're snoring. Yeah, we've we've dealt with that. <laughs> but like, I feel like there's times where I'm like, am I? I used to watch Sex in the City, and they would but always they like, were like. I mean, first I, of all, okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, it's not real life. But I would. <laughs> I used to compare my life to Sex in the City, and I just As also the like, hills. It's like when I would watch though. the hills, it's so weird how they're so but dramatic. Of, of all the things in Sex in the City, where you're like. <laughs> This isn't what my life is like. The fighting is what you pick. I totally did. I'd be like, God, is this because someone had to write this episode and someone's thinking like, this is how girlfriends fight. And so I don't know. I just thought about that all the time where I was like, I don't really fight with my friends. I'd be curious to see if listeners out there like still as adults, like do, get into fights. Do you fights. need me to pick a fight with you? No, I don't. <laughs> I hate fighting. To prove that. Our, I'll yeah. just go hide in the bathroom if you do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Criticism. Yes, it sucks. I think, I think Brene Brown really nailed the uh, evolution of people accepting criticism and putting yourself out there because that's really helped. I've, I've uh, not heard the word vulnerability so much in like the past five years as I have (laughs) since like Brene Brown came on the scene. So I think that's really helpful. Well, so what I was going to say before is like, I think, you know, there's the P yeah, we're in a fight now, Joy. (laughs) You cut me off. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, Like, if it's a personal criticism, it doesn't really bother me because I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But if it's a criticism about my like, oh, something I've been working on that I've been working really hard on or which is kind of ironic because it's like if it's some if it's like a product of my effort. Yeah. And someone criticizes it. I take that way more heart, way for harder sure. for sure than if it's just like, you know, your voice is stupid or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so that type of criticism really bugs me and yeah. like really gets under my skin. And then I just have to like work through it. But yeah. if it's a criticism about like my productivity, then it bothers me a lot. Yeah. I agree with that. I think especially at work, I notice things come up for me. Um, there's been like a lot of pressurized stuff going on at work recently. And I notice myself getting super anxious if my integrity or intentions are in question. Cause I'm like, you don't understand how hard I'm working. So I've had to kind of keep that in check. Okay. How to make the most of me time. Ugh, this kind of makes me nauseous a little bit because it's such a luxury to have me time. I think 
everyone is so busy and uh, I don't know. What's your first reaction when you hear that? Like how to make the most of me time? I mean, I have a three-year-old, mm-hmm. so I don't have a, a lot of me time. Even when he's at school, I'm like doing stuff around the house. You know, I'm like, oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. (laughs) We're fighting. (laughs) Claire just gave me this look like, excuse me. Really, Joy? Really? Um, I don't know. I've never been like a big me time person. I also feel like the concept of like, quote unquote, me time is sort of like an introvert thing. Mm. I don't really need me time. Okay. That's actually a really good answer. But I maybe to like... I won't criticize your answer. Thanks, Joy. Uh, <laughs> You're being so productive, Claire. Thanks for getting heated. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think if like to kind of expand on that, though, I would more say that of like giving yourself the things that you need. Mm-hmm. Or noticing when like you're not getting something that you need. And for a lot of people, that is like alone time. I think for, for extroverts, that tends to less so be the case. Yeah. Not every extrovert, but for, like for me, for sure, my idea of like, if, you know, me time is just, would just be boring. Like I don't want to sit in a bath. I hate baths. Yeah. They're just people soup. Yeah. Um, but I think about like the love languages or, um, like learning about my communication style so that I know how to ask for what I need. That is kind of more what I think about mm-hmm. is just like learning how to recognize and ask for what I need. Yeah. I think of it as saying no to people. So I think there's a lot of people out there who are yes, yes people (laughs) and think that they need to do everything for everyone. Uh, So there's friends in my life where I've had to be like, you do realize that you say yes to everything and you don't have to say yes to that. Like draw some boundaries if you're going through a tough time, which I know people mean well. Like my mom's one of those people, like she'll drop everything for anyone. And I, I, growing up, I think I, I was always like, please don't do this for this person. They're taking advantage of you. But she is such a people pleaser, like in the best way possible. But those are the things where I think me time, you have to also look at it. Like, what are you being asked to do? That's truly maybe above and beyond what you can do. And as simple as it sounds, and I know this is cliche, but it really, really is important to know that like, if your cup is empty, you, there's nothing to give to other people. So if you're not taking care of yourself in that way, and it doesn't have to be this like grand gesture, but just kind of knowing what it is that you need and being able to ask for that. Um, the next two, I'm like, ugh, I don't know if I want to read these two. <laughs> oh, are these ones about masturbating? Yeah. <laughs> so Joy you know, clearly says, has not mastered this one. It says, it says how to have a real, or, five is how, how to have a real orgasm, orgasm and how to, and use, how to use a vibrator. And I'm like, do we really need to talk about that? Why not? Well, it's like, that's personal. Like, <laughs> oh, Joy. <laughs> This is my Catholic. This is my Catholic girl showing up. My Catholic. My Catholic girl is dying, especially if my mom listens. Your neck is getting all blotchy. I am like so so (laughs) embarrassed. This. I was raised Catholic. We don't talk about these things. This is like super embarrassing. Gosh. Super embarrassing. We don't have to compare notes on orgasms or or vibrators. Thank God. I do think that it's important that people feel like they can talk about it. Okay. I do think that it's important that you can talk to your partner about it. And I think you should be able to talk to your friends about it. Like when we had a, an episode, this was years ago now, about how I had a really low sex drive. We got so many emails yeah, about that from yeah, people for being sure. like, I've never heard anybody talk about this. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think like 
you don't have to talk about it with like strangers on the street. No, but okay. And all, all joking aside, I love the podcast Sex with Emily. She's actually one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. So she's been doing it for over 10 years. And she has a great podcast. Again, all joking aside, like I really feel like she was a good start for me to get just get comfortable with even talking about sex or even like thinking about myself as a sexual being. And so that's I think that's really important for women to kind of like, even though I still blush about it, I'm like, no, but that's really important too to like get right. to, get to a point where you have a discussion with your partner about things. Yeah. Um, and like are honest with yourself about yeah, you. Like, exactly. I think that exactly. That's part of like being able to ask for what you want. Like I think that as women, a lot of the time we're so focused on like you like what are the Cosmo sex tips about, right? They're about like how to like how to whatever please your, your partner, man, yeah. Not like how to get what you want. Exactly. And yeah. therefore I think sex is really unsatisfying for a lot of women and they just think like, well, this just must be how it's like. Yeah. And it's like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. And well, I also think I really like like Lindsay Matthews, who's the founder of BirthFit, and if you follow her personal account and a couple other women just kind of in that space, like they just talk about it. Like it's just some another thing they do. Yeah. And the more like, you talk you know, about it, the more comfortable you are with right. it. It's like, and, let's yeah. talk about what kind of coffee I like. Let's talk about masturbation. Let's I mean, talk about your mom sent you a link to a vibrator for crying out loud. That like, was an uncomfortable moment. <laughs> Carol. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe you'll have to talk about it with your parents. She's totally gonna listen to this. Hi mom. Hi mom. Love you. I love you Carol. Um, but I do think, you know, it should not be something that if you even read the word vibrato, vibrator, yeah. vibrato, vibrator, <laughs> vibrato, like, burst out knives. Yeah, vibrato is something different. But they, they could go together, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh, my gosh. All right. So okay. go get a vibrator. Okay. To this article. I made it through those two. Whew. How to pursue and cherish friendships with a variety of people. So, yes, I think that's really important. I think as you get older, in your 20s and 30s, I feel like you have more opportunities to meet people. And I think as you get older, that window, not window, but the opportunities kind of get a little smaller. It so so hard to make friends mm-hmm. as adults. Yeah, it's, I, I, I agree. Like you ha- because I, you, you kind of feel date. creepy. You want to be like dating. Yeah, you kind of yeah. feel creepy. Like, it's almost like people are like, what's your motive? Like, we're all we established. We're trying to get you to sniff your MLM. <laughs> Hey girl, it's been a while. I hope you're great. Oh, are we going to be friends? Oh no, you just want me to sell skincare. Crap. People are going to get <sighs> so like mad at you for that. There. People are going to get I so thought, mad at you. Whatever, get mad at me. Please refer to question number one. I don't care if you like me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to message me for the first time in 12 years, starting with, hey girl, how are hey you? I hope you're great. I have this better great- follow up with, I want to get coffee with you and have no ulterior motives. Yeah, exactly. That's my red flag all the time. Red flag equals hey coffee date. Hey girl, let's, I'd love to talk to you about something. Can we get coffee? Red flag. No, thanks. No, I do not. Ever. Aye, aye, aye. Have you been, uh, oh, you've probably seen me post about the dream, but there's a podcast called The Dream that is all about multi-level marketing and it is so well done. It's great. Really? Highly recommend for people to do it because really? it's the exact same thing where people are like telling stories about their friends. One girl missed her friend's wedding because she went to an MLM conference. She was like in the wedding and she backed out for this. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Okay. But variety of people. I would love to know, like, how do you make friends when you're older? <laughs> I know. Will you, so will you be recently, my friend? Can I? It's like a D being like, can you go on a friend? Would you like to go on yeah, a friend date? Friend date. Yeah. Like my Miles's preschool teacher, who is fantastic, a couple weeks ago was like, 
do you want to get tea sometime? And I was like, at first I was like, do you need to talk to me more about my son? Like we can talk about it here. But I was like, oh, she, starts, she wants to be my friend. She wants to be oh friend. my gosh, I have a friend date. I have a friend date. <laughs> I'm so excited. Totally. But I'm also really oddly uh, skeptical and a little, not defensive, but I'm cautious of new friends. I'm cautious of people in general. So if I want to make friends, but I'm like, I'm like a cat. Like, I'm just not sure about you. So I might be a little standoffish, especially in groups. I'm going to be that girl that's like, I don't know if I want to talk to you. And you may see me kind of being like a little bit of a bee. But if I... It's just your tough exterior. You got to crack through. But then if I want to decide that I... Yeah. Then then I'm like a Cadbury egg. (laughs) But... Exactly. Joy is like the Cadbury egg of friends. (laughs) But then if I decide, oh you're legit and you're not weird. I don't know. I just have this like weird thing about people. It's because sometimes you get like a force. What is it? The force weird thing about all people, all people. Maybe that's the introvert thing, but like, uh, what is it? A five stage clinger is it, or is it a four stage clinger <laughs> from stage, stage four, stage four. <laughs> I worry about that with friendships where you're like, wait, I don't, I don't need you that much. I just need you to like go work out with me once in a blue moon or go, go lift. Um, okay, let's see. How many more do we have? We have a few more. Let's let's like uh, rapid fire. Uh, how to record and make note of things that really matter. Start a podcast. Done. Done. How really okay is it to be tired and ready to go to bed at 9 p.m.? Nothing wrong and do it. Zero things wrong with going to bed so at any time. So glorious. How dangerous it is to take your partner for granted so dangerous. I took me at least 10 years and we've been married for 10 years <laughs> to, to figure this out. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Okay. So the cheesy line, I'm going to be full of cheesy lines today. The cheesy line that I like to think of with marriage is you have to water it and take care of it like a garden, the garden of marriage. Anytime. I feel like you just talked about that on the Let's Water About It podcast. You also use the, the garden analogy. And it just makes me think of that movie Now and Then mm-hmm. when the girl's like, where do babies come from? And she's like, you have to water, they water the seed in your garden. Do you remember that scene? I don't know if I've seen that movie. What? What's Now and Then? What is, sorry. Don't get Now mad. and Then, Now don't and Later. Mad. Now and Later is a, Now and Later is a candy. Oh, yeah. Now, now and, and Then. Oh, Now oh and Later. Oh my gosh, I can't. Now and Later, are Now and Later is the ones that were like shaped like fruit. Oh, those were the great. No, those were. Oh, those um, were um, runts, right? No. Um, <laughs> were they runts? I think they're runts because they're little tiny fruits. They're runty fruit. And anyway, the okay. point of this is there's now a movie called Now and Then. Nope, and it has like Ro- Rosie O'Donnell, Demi Moore. Ooh, um, great cast. Yeah. And so it basically is like as adults, these childhood friends come together for like a baby shower or something. And it okay. like. It's probably like a funeral. People are like, Claire, it's not a baby shower <laughs> for an event. <laughs> and there, and they, and then it like just has a bunch of flashbacks to their like coming of age girl, you know, like the summer where they all came of age sort of thing, like where they all, you know, yeah. girls becoming women, right, that sort right, of thing. Right, right. But it's, it has Christina Ricci in it. Oh, great. Cass. I can't believe you've never seen this movie. I'm going to write this down right this moment, now, yeah. and then, not now and later. But runts were those candy, and now and laters were square candy. Okay, now that we got that cleared up. Um, How small things like, how a small thing like attitude can make a very big difference. Totally true. Uh, What is it? Incident plus reaction equals outcome, right? 
Yeah, I feel like a like attitude is not a small thing. It's like it's just a small thing, like your attitude. It's, it's like pretty big. That's, that's the main. That's the main thing. Yeah. When you get super overwhelmed and stressed about stuff, how do you bring yourself back to reality to be like, okay, my life is not going to end tomorrow if this doesn't happen? Like, do you ever get those moments? Pretty much where you- just text you. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> or I like call my mom. Uh, yeah, it, I really need someone else to bring me back. So to how do you, usually. okay, how do you, this, I struggle with this on a daily basis, like truly daily basis. Cause there's moments in my life where I'm like, okay, this, I could, I could slip into a panic attack real quick. Like, especially this time of year, you know, when I'm dealing. I could dealing, panic at any moment. I, I could panic at any moment. Like I'm just, I'm just a minute away from sliding into a panic attack. So how I rein it in is I really truly have to get to the moments of like, Sometimes minute to minute going like life is life is not going to end if this happens. Like I have to talk myself through it or my family is truly what matters or this is like I have to kind of talk myself through the things that like really, truly matter. Like I always think of my grandmas that passed away. I'm like, look, I remember that year as being very significant to me because I remember it really solidified like how important being present and just like um thinking about the important things of life was instead of like getting caught up in the stuff that just truly doesn't matter. At the same time, there's duties that you have to do every single day that sometimes just piss you off. How do you marry the two without becoming like this hippie that just wants to like run into the woods and live in a tree? Yeah, living in a tree might be the answer actually. It might be. (laughs) I think for me, like, yeah, because it's like on the one hand, there is important stuff you have to do in your life that is worth not being stressed out about, but that is worth like caring about and being worried about it going well. Yeah. But then there's like, how do you reconcile that with not having a panic attack at any moment? Right. Yeah. I think I also, I tend to try to remind myself, like, I try to put things into perspective of like, okay, this, you know, like crappy email I just got from someone. Let's think about in terms of like what's going on in the world, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I just try to like zoom out of like, okay, this sucks. And I, and I don't, I also try hard to be like, this sucks. I'm allowed to think that this sucks. I'm allowed to like have these feelings, but this is not final. This is not like as big of a deal as it seems. Right. And I think that's because that's the advice I give to a lot of people where I'm like, listen, I, you're so close to this issue that I can see how this would feel like a big deal. But in the scheme of things, like this, here's how why you have text friend chains. Like you need that to give that perspective, that objective. Right. Like, yeah. And I think when I'm able to do that for other people, it helps me also do that for myself in mm-hmm. similar moments where I'm True. like, okay, here's how I would talk someone else off the ledge in this situation. So I'm just going to apply that to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. How to show up. This is one of my favorites actually, because Scott told me the value has taught me the value of just showing up. And by that, I mean, if there's something that you commit to and you just like, you know, the day of, you're like, I'm not sure if I want to go. Showing up is half the battle. So even if you show up and pop in for like an hour, whether it be a party or something that you're just like, I don't have the energy for this, like just showing up is really, really meaningful. And most of the time you're like, I'm really glad I went. So don't even think about like how long you need to stay, but just show up. And I always live by that rule. And it's helped me just to kind of be like, hey, I, I committed to this. I mean, some things you truly can back out of for like good reason, but for the most part, um, I think we all can relate to the idea of like uh, Facebook events of like people inviting you to things and be like, yeah, I'll totally go. And then all of a sudden 
you know, or whatever it may be. Um, I just think of Facebook events cause I'm always getting these invites for things. <laughs> and then all of a sudden being like, Oh no, I just don't feel like going. And it's easy to kind of back out day of, but in the moment you get like real motivated. Um, but you can kind of talk yourself out of it. I just, I really like that. It's like just showing up. It's like half the battle. Okay. How being busy 24 seven doesn't make you more important or superior to anyone just makes you busy. Yeah, that's true. I think we're kind of past and moving past like the hustle, hustle, hustle. Claire and I talk about that all the time. It's like, you don't have to hustle hard. You don't have to get up and do the grind. Like, give me a break. That's just, it's silly. Last one is how whatever it is, how whatever is happening is usually not about you. Okay. So when I think of this one, I think of 90% of your life and 90% of your interactions is projection. That was like a mind blow when I heard that. One thing for me that I always remind myself is like, nobody thinks about you as much as you think they do because they're too busy thinking about themselves. Exactly. And I, to quote Dr. Jen Berman, who was on uh, Sirius XM radio, pff, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I think she's, she probably still has her shows um, somewhere, but she did couples therapy and she's a psychologist in LA and it's like psychology to the stars. And I love her. She's great. She always has the best advice, but I just remember her saying people, there's a study that's done somewhere in the ethers that people it's shown that people don't think will think about you for no more than two minutes or three minutes. And then they'll go back to thinking about themselves. So truly in the grand scheme of things, if you're like, you know, um, ruminating on something, being like, what did they think about me? Truly that person I guarantee is not thinking about you. So just let it go. Let it go. Okay. I know. I always think about that, about like, I think we all have these moments from our past where we like did something embarrassing. Oh, totally. And I'm like, that person has never thought about it again. Never. They never have. And here you are being like, I Except can't believe. Except there's I have one, one thing. <laughs> there's one I thing have... I still think about. <laughs> okay, not, here, I'll tell you mine and you tell me. No, I can't tell you mine. It what? might because yeah, I'll tell you off air. This is one no, I could. Now people are gonna no, freak out at you. I know, but this I could. This is one that I will absolutely never say on air. Take it. It's to too grave. personal. Yep. I just I my first. I <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I was working at a restaurant and on my first night I spilled soup all over someone's lap as I was like trying to serve it to them. And I still think, and the guy was so nice about it. And I still like think about it. And I'm like, that guy, that was like 10 years ago. He yeah. is not like laying awake night. No. Like, I can't believe that time that waitress spooled, spilled bouillabaisse on my lap. Bouillabaisse. Yeah. Okay. That's all for the list. I thought that was a really good list. Um, we, okay. One more thing and then we should wrap up. I saw recently, this is for Denver or local people in Colorado. I recently saw this event at the Alamo Draft House, which is this awesome movie theater uh, the, it started in, I want to say Austin, it started in Austin. So it's kind of spread to other cities and they, we have a couple in the Denver metro area and they had this movie and podcast night where there's this podcast, like local podcasters. And I think we're the same caliber as them that watched like the star Wars movie. So they coupled a podcast episode while watching a star Wars movie or like they did it separately, but like had this event. What if we did a Mean Girls viewing at Alamo Draft House in Denver and we also recorded? Would people show I'd, up? I'd be up for that. Wouldn't that be so fun? So if you're in the in the area and you would go to that, we want to hear from you because I want to pitch this idea to the Draft House. But I need to know that people would show up. <laughs> this is, you know, this is my my ultimate fear always yeah, is our people going to show up. Ultimate fear is like <laughs> no one's going to come, no one's going to buy it, no one's going to write us, no one's going like, zero. Out of zero times See, has that been true? This is the perfect example of what I you can I, you're just like well it'll happen whatever and I'm like I care I just wanted I want people to like us. I know like when we um, <laughs> when 
when we had our episode or like what was it, the five year thing at Just Be. I really feel like, like yeah, no one's gonna come, and it was, was like, packed. Or even our 200th episode, we had like over 100 people. Yeah. like, no one's gonna come. And I was like, and I, I was in there. I was like, worst case scenario, it's you, me, and Julie are at eating arepas. Like, exactly. Oh, well. It's like, oh well. And we had so many people, and it was so much fun. Right. Oh my gosh, we need well, to do a live if episode. You, if you build it, they will come, Joy. Yeah, we really we need to do a live episode soon. I'm feeling it. I'm getting the itch. The last one we did was at Camp Timeout. It's just been too long. It's winter time. People want to go indoors for things. We can have cupcakes from Tilly again. It was great. Let's put that out there. Let's put that out there. Let's invite Dave Castro. Dave, come to our party. <gasps> you know, they travel around and go to like 10 year anniversary parties. What if they did, you know, our 300s coming up? What if they came to our 300? Just, let's just have 19.1 announced on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new open announcement. That is the, the new. Okay. You heard it here first. All right. All right. Well, that's all Deal. I have. I got nothing. I'm texting Brandon right now about our gravy is too runny. Okay, go get your gravy pinata. <laughs> He's trying to make. He's like, it's really watered down. Do you add flour? I'm like, no, just let it simmer. He's like, are you sure it's really? Just let it simmer. <laughs> simmer. Simmer. It's be fine. Simmer. Gotta let it simmer. Okay. All right. Well, listeners, again, you can support the podcast by supporting unpluggedfloatessentials.com. The discount code is GGW. Please rate and review us on iTunes. We really appreciate the support. We love reading your comments. We love your emails. You can email us at girlsgonewad at gmail.com. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.